Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy, a talk show with heart. We first meet holistic psychotherapist, Dr. Tara Shalakani, CEO of Preferred Behavioral Health Group. She will share some tips on managing holiday stressors. And Olivia Verholst, a licensed psychotherapist, clinical supervisor, and Forbes Health Advisor. She will discuss the strengths and challenges of being a highly sensitive person. And Marcy Axelrod, award-winning author, TEDx speaker, and Wake Up's monthly contributor. Marcy will educate us today on self-grounding and how to show up in difficult times. And lastly, Jenny DePaul, the founder of Project Kind, a nonprofit helping homeless people with donations and ultimately getting them off the street. Good morning and welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. It's so great to have you here. I want to talk about the holiday season. It's time for joy, love, and celebration. But let's face it, the pressure of preparing for the festivities can sometimes bring unwanted stress and even feelings of depression. But there are ways to manage that feeling of overwhelm. And I have some practical tips that will help you minimize stress and truly enjoy this special time with your loved ones. Step one, prioritize a plan, make a to-do list, and prioritize your tasks. Step two, delegate and ask for help. We can ask for help. Remember, you don't have to do it all on your own. Step three, set realistic expectations. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to create the perfect holiday season. Step four, take care of yourself. Listen, there's going to be a lot of chaos, but we need to prioritize our self-care. Step five, simplify your traditions. I know that we have traditions, but we can change those. Make it easier for yourself. Step six, practice gratitude. Take a moment each day to reflect on the things that you're grateful for. Step seven, create a budget. Financial stress is real and can create so much anxiety during the holidays. So stick to the budget. And step eight, embrace imperfections. Let go of the need for everything to be perfect. If we keep to these steps, we are sure to have a joyful time. Remember, you count, be kind to yourself during this time and enjoy the holiday season. Now we will meet Dr. Tara Shalakani and get educated more on combating and maintaining more balance around the stress of the holidays. Welcome, Dr. Shalakani. Good morning, thank you for having me. So important what we are going to talk about. Thank you for coming on and helping us. My pleasure. It's so important to stay balanced during the holidays. Oh, it is. So let's talk about the primary stressors that are around the holidays. Oh, there are many. Yes. There are many. But I'll, <laughs> I'll give you the top, the top. So I think the, the three biggies are time, money, and family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And... The, the holidays are a beautiful time of the year and they represent so many wonderful things, so many traditions and, and gatherings, but it's, it's really difficult when we struggle with schedules and busy lives to carve out the time. How, how are we going to make this happen? How are we going to clone ourselves and be with multiple subsets of family? 
which then trickles into the expense of traveling, the expense of entertaining, and the expense of perhaps buying gifts, if not at Thanksgiving, but at Christmas time, yes. Hanukkah, and those things. So, you know, th they create a perfect storm of stress. Mm -hmm. And then if there are any tenuous or fractious relationships and families, that certainly just puts the, you know, the cherry on top of, of the whole Sunday yeah. uh, that represents the holidays. It so it's a lot. It does. It's, it is a lot. I mean, it's just even overwhelming talking about it. Right. So let's right. talk about how we can maintain a balance during this time. So I think so many people struggle because when the holidays come, it's like our whole world's become disruptive, mm -hmm. right? We, we're, we don't follow our, our schedules. We have time off. And I think people lose their way. They are not exercising the way they should. They're not sleeping. They're staying up late. They're eating foods that they normally don't eat to excess. They're consuming alcohol to excess. And that all really impacts our delicate body. You know, we, we're, we're a, a system of, of mental health, physical health. And when we're not adhering to a routine and structure that we normally do, it really sets us off course. Now let's talk about the children really quick. How can we recognize that they're experiencing stress and what are some key tips that we can do to help them? Absolutely. Wonderful question. First and foremost, we need to practice what we preach, right? So if we're managing our stress and if we're setting a good example, it will trickle down into our children. But beyond that, we really need to pay attention because it's very easy to get caught up in our own stuff and shopping lists and napkins and meal planning that we are might be missing what's going on with our children right under our nose. So we need to pay attention. We need to talk about what's going on. You know, we're going to have a lot of people going on here and mommy and daddy are a little stressed. So how are you feeling? Because we often don't ask children. Very often they like their little homeostasis. They like to be in their bubble and they don't like it when a lot of people enter their home. It can be very overwhelming. So if it's overwhelming for us, we need to know that it's overwhelming for them too. And try to encourage them to do the same thing. Take a break. If it's too much, go into your room and play or, you know, listen to something, watch something, not that we're encouraging screen time, but if that's something that helps them to decompress. But it's important for us to pay attention and to have the dialogue with them because I feel that so often parents are so stressed and they go through the motions that they don't think to talk the little things like that through mm -hmm. with the little ones in their own household. Yeah. And plus they are feeling our energy, what we are putting Absolutely. off. And it is so important to maybe prepare them, like you're saying, so they mm -hmm. understand what is happening. Because For sure. we can't assume that they do, because they don't. They so there's so many more things that I would love to talk with you about. So if there are more questions or people are seeking more support, where can they go? Well, if they don't already have a therapist, they should. <laughs> 
I think everyone should have a therapist. So there's lots of ways. There there are outlets online. Um, you know, Google can be our very best friend. Google a therapist near me. But if you want something more specific, there are great websites like Psychology Today where you can search your own hometown area and put in keywords. Like for instance, I'm a very spiritual person. So that would be something very important to me to mm-hmm. seek out in a therapist. So you can put those keywords into the search and find a therapist. You can always reach out to your healthcare provider, uh, uh, your primary care provider or your healthcare insurance. They always have a data bank of healthcare, mental healthcare professionals that are in your network. And I am in the, the New Jersey metropolitan area, and I'm always available to answer questions. And I'm the CEO of Preferred Behavioral Health Group, and we are here to serve the entire state. And so that's always a resource as well. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing such important information and making a difference for us during this time. We just need to prepare ourselves a little bit, and it really will help us through the stress and anxiety. So thank you again. My pleasure, my pleasure. And have a beautiful holiday season. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Next up, we will meet licensed psychotherapist Olivia Verholst, speaking on the strength and weaknesses of highly sensitive people. We will then meet Wake Up's contributor, Marcy Axelrod. She will be educating us on self-grounding and how to show up in difficult times. And lastly, Jenny DePaul, founder and CEO of Project Kind Helping the Homeless. Joining me now is licensed psychotherapist, Olivia Verhals. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back, Marcy. It's great to have you. So we're going to talk about sensitive people. And there's a term that's being thrown around, HSP. Mm -hmm. Can you share with us what that means exactly. Yes, HSP stands for highly sensitive person. Mm -hmm. It is also interchangeable with the term sensory processing sensitivity. And it was coined by a brilliant researcher and psychologist, Dr. Elaine Aaron in the 1990s. And this is a character trait. It is an aspect of personality we are born with. So not a diagnosis or a disorder. And we can look at what HSPs go through through the acronym DOES, D-O-E-S, D is for depth of processing. It is the fundamental part of the HSP um, where we are engaging with and processing emotions and sensory stimuli quite deeply. Um, O is for overstimulation. Um, We can arrive at a place of over arousal um, quite quickly because of the depth of processing. E is for emotional responsiveness and or empathy. Um, it's actually studies show that um, HSPs respond to both positive and negative experiences more deeply. Mm-hmm. And S stands for sensory sensitivity. So that can be lighting in a room, that can be textures, people's mood changes and things like that. And let's talk about some of the challenges that they have. 
So HSPs uh, bodies are pretty much constantly talking to them, giving them information, telling them stories. And so that over arousal part of what mm -hmm. the highly sensitive individual goes through is really probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of conscious awareness over our limits and boundaries around that. Sleep is fundamental. Mm. And so with that sometimes comes a level of being misunderstood mm -hmm. um, by others in that experience or feeling isolated. Um, so the need yeah. to recharge is, is pivotal. Right. So let's talk about some of the strengths now. Yes. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so HSPs have so many gifts and the gifts, um, it just ranges from being empathic, right? In the brain, um, it is shown to have more activation in HSPs in our mirror neurons, mm -hmm. which allow us really to um, observe and respond to people's emotional cues, demeanor, expressions. And yeah. so empathy makes people feel better. That's one of our biggest gifts and strengths as well as it also um, contributes to the health and the depth of our relationships in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, and we find a lot of HSPs in helping professions, uh, ranging from counselors, nurses, working with animals, and things of that nature. Right. So highly sensitive people, it seems like they would connect on a different level mm -hmm. with people and animals. And mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people that have difficulty because they say, if I can even say this, like sometimes they don't want to be around people because it's too hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they do enjoy being around animals because they're just purely love, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you talk about them being empathic. Mm -hmm. How can we learn to be more empathic if we don't have HSP? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really a great question. Um, you know, it's, it's something I'm thinking about constantly, both in my profession and just as a human. Um, you know, to practice empathy is a skill. Uh, we can practice it through active listening skills. Um, really, I, I think the world gets better when we are listening to understand rather mm -hmm. than listening to respond mm -hmm. all the time. Also, I want to talk about judgment for a moment. Um, I think, um, you know, we really have to be aware of the story that we are seeing um, that others portray is just a small sliver of their story. Yeah. So being open to what we don't know and being curious about others and mm. active listening is what I'd recommend. I love that. So important that we listen. And you're right. A lot of people are just listening to respond. Yes. And they're not really hearing what is being said. Absolutely. So Olivia, thank you so much for coming on Wake Up and sharing on such an important subject. Tell us where we can find you. You can find me at Let's Talk Psychological Wellness. Um, our website is online. Um, I am also a Forbes Health Advisor and on Psychology Today. That's fantastic. Thank you again for coming on the show. Thanks, Marcy. Good to see you. We now welcome back my contributor, Marcy Axelrod. She was reminding me these are challenging times for many of us. Mm -hmm. You told me one in eight Americans takes an antidepressant. How does knowing the truth about showing up help us in times like these? Well, showing up, showing up is all about shifting our attention. Mm -hmm. So right now, right with that statistic, which is the updated number, we're in coping world. Um, from the continuum, you can see it's that no man's land, just showing up in the middle of our continuum. Many of us are also barely there on the left side. So what we need to do is shift how we're paying attention so that what we bring into the world, what we show up with, mm -hmm. is contagious 
in a positive way, and we flow that through our families and workplaces. So you're saying just showing up, as you've talked about, or we are even barely there. That's so, right. Yeah, that, what is that barely there? So barely there and just showing up are things we need to really, really shift out, shift out of. The intervention here and what showing up talks about is stopping to recognize, and it's literally recognizing, right? Seeing what we're doing in a new way. And one of the key ways to do that, you take out a pencil and a piece of paper. Yeah. And you simply recognize, what am I doing? Oh, I'm, I'm coping now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to write down, I'm keeping myself overly busy. Or maybe I'm avoiding. Or maybe I'm prematurely angry. And that's how I'm showing up. Mm-hmm. The moment we start to write, we shift oh, yeah. into that truly show up attention system. Yeah, that makes complete sense. So... We're talking about being grounded. What does that mean exactly? Yes. So grounding is being connected with ourselves. It's understanding who we are. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we're doing when we grab that pen and paper and we write. Because we're now shifted to attend in a new way Mm -hmm. to who we are, what our tendencies are. Mm -hmm. So now we can choose how we're showing up. Yeah. We're actually flowing now because it's it's that holistic, connected attention that we have now triggered. Yeah, being really conscious. So share with us what you're going to educate us on next show. Right. So our next show, we're going to talk about our situational readiness. So it's how we bring our self-grounding into the world. Mm, I love that. So grab a journal, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Marcy, and see you in a couple weeks. Yes. So I want to mention part one of my book is downloadable at choosetoshowup.com. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we are going to make sure that everyone knows that because it's an incredible book. Thank you. When we come back, we will meet Jenny DePaul, founder and CEO of Project Kind, helping the homeless. I now sit down with Ginny DePaul, the founder of Project Kind, a nonprofit helping homeless people with donations and ultimately getting them off the street. Thank you so much for coming on Wake Up With Marcy. Thank you, Marcy. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, so it is amazing the work that you are doing. And homelessness is up right now. I mean, it's it's frightening. I mean, everyone is talking about it. So... What are you seeing that's out there right now? And how are you helping? I mean, how are they struggling and how are you helping? Yeah, I'm definitely seeing an increase in homelessness. The people it's affecting um, used to be I was serving people who were on the streets, you mm-hmm. know, providing them with their food, clothing, making sure they were warm through the winter. But... Recently, we're getting more calls from families, Mm. people who are on the verge of homelessness, families living in their cars. Um, It's just, it's getting really, really hard to get by. Yeah. So how could someone help? I know you go out, you are looking for the needs. 
this is a huge need. Mm -hmm. What can someone do if they want to help? Yeah, I think housing should be first always mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. any individual or family. It's kind of where where we need to start. So what we're doing is sharing people's stories yeah. and creating these opportunities. Yeah. Um, and the needs seem so great. I think people sometimes don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. But really, if you could just give a little bit, and yeah. we all put that together, we yeah. can help people one, one person at a time um, have stability. Yeah. So it's about sharing what you have. And it's true. I mean, if you can't share a lot, share what you can. Mm -hmm. Then ask your friends, ask your family. I mean, you could all come together yes. and contribute a few hundred dollars maybe. Right. And that can make a huge difference. A huge difference. Right, right. Um, yeah, well, we've, we've seen people, um, you know, journey from homelessness to house just because, you know, a, a bunch of people shared a little bit of money. Yeah. And then we apply it to that need. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the success stories. You're saying... The stories are what matter yeah. and what can make a difference. So share with us about that. Yeah, I mean, there's so many <laughs> stories. Um, I, you know, when I started Project Kind, I really, uh, it was just a, a family-run outreach. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted my children to understand what it meant to live out love, like really put action to it. Yeah. So the first time we did um, an outreach, we served four people. We shared the needs on social media. People gave and we've served over 100,000 people people since. Wow. Incredible. So there's so many. I think every every time we've been able to meet a need, that, that's a success story. Um, but we've, for me, it's the families that I've met with in the middle of the night in their cars mm -hmm. uh, with babies, mm. you know, and um, knowing they've tried so many, uh, you know, called so many social service agencies, that, but they weren't able to help them. Yeah. So for us, you know, bringing communities together. Yeah. And filling in that gap, yeah. um, I've, I've seen families be housed um, and a lot of elderly mm -hmm. people. What's happening with the elderly? They're on the street. <laughs> you know, I mean, these are veterans. Can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. um, or people who just, for whatever reason, something's happened in their life. Um, I, we just helped a, a gentleman who had cancer mm -hmm. living in his car, mm -hmm. going back and forth for chemo treatment. Yeah. And... The medical expenses, he just, he lost his right. home. He lost his home. So for him, it was about finding an agency with government funding that could help him, but that took us six months. Mm -hmm. So we just continually raised the money, kept him in a hotel. Yeah. And finally, he is now in an apartment. He's doing really well. Amazing. So yeah. now these are stories that really can affect a, a lot of us, mm -hmm. right? I think that we don't realize, I mean, there's like 2.5 million homeless people mm -hmm. nationally. Yes. Right? And there's also youth homelessness that I don't think people realize mm -hmm. there's a, the rise on youth homelessness. And actually, November is National Awareness Youth Homelessness Month. What are you seeing with the youth? And when you say youth, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, I mean, youth, I, I see people, you know, 14 years old mm -hmm. um, and and older. Right. So, and, and we serve a lot of youth mm -hmm. who are experiencing homelessness. Yeah. And for us, we're trying to really gain trust and um, form these relationships with them yeah. and help them move forward. It's not easy. No. Uh, I, a lot of those kids are coming, uh, 
out of broken uh, homes. Yes. Yeah. Foster, foster care, care, things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, we're going to meet their immediate needs, but then also it's about reminding them like you're worthy of love. Yeah. There's so much more. Yeah. And then kind of helping them navigate through this very challenging system that's in place. And you bring up a good point, the mental health part. Mm. So you're talking about meeting financial needs. Yes. But that mental side, and and for anyone that's gone through these traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. are you helping with that or are you working with anyone that can help with the mental health? Yeah. So when I'm out there on the streets, you know, um, I'm trying again to, to form these relationships. And then while doing that, I'm always giving them information and trying to link them to other services. Because mm-hmm. again, this is about coming together, collaboration, yeah. and um, all sharing what we have, resources, knowledge, all yeah. of that. It's so important. Yeah. Thank you for the work that you're doing. It's incredible. Again, how can we find you so someone out there can help? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, which is Project Kind Cares, or we have a website, projectkindcares.com. Project Kind. We've got to lead with kindness and make a difference. Kindness is the answer, really. Yeah. Thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you all so much for joining me and my guest. Remember what I shared about helping with the holiday stressors at the beginning of the show. As you embark on the holiday season, remember these steps to ensure a stress-free and joy-filled celebration. I want to wish you all a happy holidays from all of us at Wake Up With Marcy. If you missed it, you can check out the seven tips and more about today's guests at wakeupwithmarcy.com. I've also just started a Facebook community for my book, where I share stories and inspiration. It is a safe place for us to get to know one another. So please join my Facebook community, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles. Keep in touch with me on social media. Remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others. And I'll see you next week.